We are packing our bags. We're making our way. The entire Poso family is heading to Phoenix, Arizona. So today is Thursday. We are going to be going there on Sunday. So we will see you out at America Fest. There's a lot of buzz about this, a lot of energy about this. Do not catch FOMO. Make sure you go tpusa.com backslash America Fest. Get your tickets now. It is promo code POSO, capital P-O-S-O, for up to 25% off. We'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard for today's Human Events Special, powered by Turning Point USA. This special is titled, Ghislaine Maxwell Exposed. We're going to have four segments here. First, Epstein's Lolita Express photos have just been revealed in the Ghislaine Maxwell case. Next, Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and French model recruiter Jean-Luc Brunel will explain all of it. Third, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was her father and why does she believe that he was mysteriously murdered? And fourth, a new Epstein victim has come forward and stated that Ghislaine Maxwell tortured and abused me. All of this and more ahead, plus all of the breaking details in the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, Human Events Daily. Well, today, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial is continuing. We're also hearing the testimony for the first time in open court. One of the Epstein victims, her name, Annie Farmer, is taking this down. Now, the other victims have testified anonymously, Jane Wan, Kate Wan, et cetera, et cetera, using pseudonyms. This one, Annie Farmer, she is taking her power back. She is coming forward, and she is coming forward publicly, naming herself, and she's been out there in the past before doing interviews, et cetera. But while many other Epstein victims, uh, for example, Virginia Jeffrey Roberts, have not testified in this case, we are today, this week, hearing testimony from Annie Farmer. But next up, we are going to talk about this massive treasure trove of photos that's been released. Some of the photos include the Lolita Express, but many of the photos, as we now know, the 20,000 that were kept behind by the FBI are still being kept out of evidence. So we only have to go on what we've been provided. We've given a slight, maybe 1%, the tip of the iceberg in terms of the 20,000 images that were recovered in the Epstein investigation by the FBI. First up, I want you to listen to actual testimony of Epstein during one of his depositions before he died. Would you raise your hand, please? Do you solemnly swear the testimony you're about to give in the matter now pending should be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Would you please state your full name? I'm Jeffrey Edward Epstein, and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virgin Islands. Do you maintain any other residences presently? I have vacation homes in New Mexico, uh, Palm Beach, New York, and Paris. Have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes. What was the crime of which you were convicted? It, two uh, counts, one soliciting prostitution and procuring a minor for prostitution. Did you in fact commit those acts? I'm going to invoke my Fifth Amendment right. How many times have you solicited a minor for prostitution? 
Same answer. How many times have you solicited a minor for prostitution in the state of Florida? Same answer. Have you ever solicited a minor for prostitution in the Virgin Islands? Same answer. Now, again, this is one of those episodes where, of course, if you're listening on the podcast, you're not going to be able to see these images, but I'll do my best to be able to describe them to you. Of course, I've said before many, many times, this case is not about an investigation. They are not telling us the truth of the Epstein network. What they are doing is covering it all up and making it out so that Ghislaine Maxwell will go away. I predict she will be convicted. I'll be shocked if she's not, but we'll see. The case is wrapping up much quicker than anyone anticipated. Originally, they told us six weeks. Now it looks like it's going to be cut down to two weeks. It's probably going to be actually shorter when all said and done, shorter than the Kyle Rittenhouse case. So that everything that Ghislaine Maxwell was doing, everything that Jeffrey Epstein was doing, it's going to boil down to a two-week case in the dead of winter, right before Christmas, when most people are checked out. And that's when the verdict will come in. Are you paying attention yet? These people know exactly what they're doing. And that's why James Comey's daughter is leading the prosecution. But we did get some photos released from the Southern District of New York. And we're going to go through those. First up, there is a photo released. Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. They're sitting on a porch in front of a log cabin. Well, people have noticed that that is the exact same log cabin that's owned by who? The Queen of England and the royal family. That's at Balmoral Estate. And they're sitting right on the same porch as Queen Elizabeth. Next up, a photo of Epstein's massage room. There's oils, there's lotions all over the place. Uh, it looks like something that you'd see in a seedy strip mall spa. This is the exact room where many of the women, including the accusers that came up uh, in this case, stated that a lot of this abuse actually took place. Next, this is a picture of a shelf with about a dozen binders on it. The binders, of course, have been redacted by the FBI. Next up, we've got a picture of Jeffrey Epstein holding his hand on Ghislaine Maxwell's belly. We also had testimony that Ghislaine Maxwell was pregnant. What's going on here? And finally, a photo of Ghislaine Maxwell and Kevin Spacey, who's faced his own accusations, sitting on the thrones of Buckingham Palace. These people are sick. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for continuing to support us. Support the show. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code POSO. Make it part of your Christmas shopping as well as your Christmas giving. One thing that we've done, we put in uh, some extra orders. We're going to be bringing those to our local church. We're going to donate it for the Christmas drive for needy families in our area, in the D.C. greater area. I think there's a lot of people, hopefully, that can get some good from that. And we're just making it part of what we do. Um, that's something that we do every year. Obviously, we don't make a huge deal out of it but I'm just offering it as a possible opportunity for you. If you want to support American workers, support American families, you go to mypillow.com. You got the sheets, the toppers, the towels, you got everything there, the Bible pillows. That's one thing that I really appreciate. We've got those for the kids so that we can pass our stories down, pass our traditions down to everybody. Mypillow.com, promo code POSO. Next up, and I apologize, folks. I know this is heady stuff. I know this is heady stuff. One of the photos that was released just yesterday in this case. It shows Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, and a French model recruiter flying on the Lolita Express. Um, what it shows in the photo, and I'll have to describe this for people who aren't watching, and uh, if you do have children around, um, 
be careful about this one, maybe turn this down or put it on the AirPods, et cetera. It shows Jeffrey Epstein's foot and it's being massaged by Ghislaine Maxwell. Her shirt is basically open. It's, it's, it's um, definitely showing some, uh, uh, some buttons unbuttoned at the top. You can't really see anything from the angle, but it's a very disturbing photo. But next to them on the plane is Jean-Luc Brunel. Who is Jean-Luc Brunel? Well, from NBC last year, almost one year ago today, December 19th, 2020, a modeling agent who is suspected of organizing the accommodation of young girls or young women on behalf of Jeffrey Epstein has been charged with the rape of minors, a French prosecutor said. Jean-Luc Brunel was arrested as part of an ongoing investigation on Wednesday at Charles de Gaulle Airport, the airport of Paris, as he was preparing to take a flight to Senegal in Africa. Listen to one of his accusers who came out publicly and spoke at that time. I reported Brunel to the police 10 months ago. Um, and um, I knew that my, my case was uh, past the statute of limitations, but I, I did it anyway. I reported him anyway, just to inspire other victims to come forward. Uh, it happened to me when I was 18, when I was a model in Paris. That was uh, when uh, Brunel raped me. And um, I was really I was really ashamed. As a young girl, I was really ashamed. And I felt also uh, guilty that that happened to me. Um, so for years, I tried to forget and to to not think about it. And but that that doesn't work, you know? So I, I suffered depression. Um, there were times that I partied really hard and used drugs and alcohol just to, to, to don't, don't feel the pain, you know? I, I really hope that, um, that he will uh, uh, stand trial and uh, that, 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 that he's not like um, uh, getting bail and, and vanishing somewhere. Paris prosecutor Remy Heights said in a news release that he was charged with sexual harassment and the rape of minors over 15 years old by a magistrate on Friday at the end of Brunel's uh, custody period. So understand what's going on here. And we've got testimony on this. We've got evidence of this. We've got accusers coming out on this. Even though he was charged with this specific crime, we know what his role was. He was the Ghislaine Maxwell of France for Jeffrey Epstein. He was Epstein's other recruiter. Epstein may have had multiple recruiters that we don't even know about yet, because again, this investigation is not going on. It's not being broached beyond what, what we know in court, right? We've got Ghislaine Maxwell is in court, Jean-Luc Brunel's in court, or is going to be in court in France, and they're going to make the entire thing go away. These are incredibly powerful people. They were running in some of the top circles of the entire Western world. And we know what they were doing. This was an industrial level recruitment operation where, and you can hear some of this in court, some of the tactics they were using, some of the TTPs. You would find someone when they were young, where would you go? You would go to schools, you would go to modeling agencies. You would say, hey, I can make you a star. Hey, I can make you famous. Or hey, I can give you some work, right? So there's different different levels on this, different tracks. So Ghislaine Maxwell, that was more the massage track. Jean-Luc Brunel, this was more, I'm going to make you a star. I'm going to make you famous, uh, very similar to what Harvey Weinstein was doing. But instead, he was going and targeting people that were underage. He was targeting people who were teenagers or some cases even younger than that. And they were all brought forward 
to Jeffrey Epstein. Many of them made it down to that island in the Caribbean. So understand this operation and understand how broad-reaching international this really went. They targeted women who were at risk, girls who were at the age where they didn't know what the rules were. They didn't know what the law was. They didn't know what they were doing was wrong in many cases. Or by the time they figured out the situation they were in, they were trapped. You heard people saying, they took my passport away. They took my phone away. What was I going to do? How could I get out? That is rape. And this was an industrial level child sex operation that was going on at the highest levels. Now, much has been made about Ghislaine Maxwell, but we also have to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell. Who was he? What kind of circles did he run in? What was he all about? And more importantly, most importantly, perhaps, how did he die? And what were the circumstances of this mysterious death? First, let's start with a photo. For people listening, here's Robert Maxwell standing with Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Again, we see direct ties to the royal family, direct ties where the Maxwells were going in and out of these circles. It was Robert Maxwell who enabled Ghislaine Maxwell to move into these circles. And then Ghislaine Maxwell used her access to then bring Jeffrey Epstein, who brought along his money into these circles. Why did they need this money, you ask? Well, simple. Robert Maxwell was a very powerful newspaper publisher in England. He published the Daily Mirror, as well as numerous other newspapers throughout the country. These are some of the most powerful tabloids, and they still are, in the UK. Then something happened. One day, 1991, he was found missing from his yacht while he was out sailing near the Canary Islands, Spain. They later found his body naked in the waters of the Atlantic Ocean. Investigators claimed that it was an accidental death from drowning, that he had fallen overboard, had a heart attack, and then died in the water. But that's not what Ghislaine Maxwell believed, according to her brother. Listen to this. A body has been found in the sea off the Canaries. It would appear very much as if it is that of our father. Well, I mean, it marked a, a turning point for all of us. One of the most powerful publishers in the world has died, Robert Maxwell. He disappeared today from his yacht. While the official cause of death was a heart attack, a lot of people didn't buy it. Nobody was sure what happened. Some thought it was an accident. Others thought suicide. Gillen, however, uniquely in our family, has always thought he was murdered. And she's alone in that. It's her profound conviction that that is what happened. The world's press basically flocked to the Canary Islands in the hope of finding out what had happened. It's Ghislaine who takes the lead, and she stands on the deck of the boat that bears her name and gives a press conference. I want to thank the press for their courtesy and consideration. Throughout his entire career with his businesses, Robert Maxwell ended up getting into billions and billions of dollars of debt. He then proceeded, or he's accused, this later came out after his death, he was accused of pension fraud 
basically robbing from his pensions in order to continue to fund his businesses while lying to everybody and cooking the books on this. Why would he do these things? Well, one of the theories out there that's largely suspected by a number of top journalists back in the 1990s who reported on this was that he may have been some sort of an intelligence asset whether he was a source or an informant or actually potentially an asset himself for either um, a variety of company or countries, including Russia, Israel, he was accused of, Czechoslovakia at the time. Um, some people called him an anti-communist. Some people called him a pro-communist. But the questions surrounding his death and the questions surrounding his access to the royal family have always been questioned. And everybody wants to know what happened. Now, Ghislaine Maxwell has stated that she believes her father was murdered. What we know for sure is that her father had access at some of these extremely high levels. So he was getting access to information. A lot around the time was nuclear secrets and who were selling nuclear secrets. Remember, this was a huge part of the arms race back in the 1980s, the 1990s. We were talking about Cold War intelligence. So if it comes out that he was an anti-communist, right, spy, then it very could be the result of a Soviet plot. Again, we're getting way into the weeds here. All we know for sure is that Robert Maxwell was found in the water. He was found dead. He took this trip on this yacht supposedly by himself out in the Canary Islands, out in the Atlantic Ocean. And so around Ghislaine Maxwell, there is nothing but a strong list of mysterious deaths, suicides, accidental deaths, and suspected murders. Get on the lifeboats. I don't know how much longer this podcast, this show is gonna be on Apple, Spotify, et cetera, everywhere you get your podcasts, but I do know that on Twitter, we are not long for this world. We did just ban the account that was actually covering the Ghislaine Maxwell case. What does that mean? You've got to get on the lifeboats right now. Get on Getter. Go to getter.com for the time being. You need to establish your presence off of Twitter, and that's exactly what we are doing. We are getting on Getter. We're established there. This podcast is there. This show is there because they are trying to shut us down everywhere. For our final segments in Ghislaine Maxwell Exposed, this special episode of Human Events, Sarah Ransome, a victim of Epstein and Maxwell, states, I want Ghislaine behind bars for the rest of her life. And she describes what she calls torture and abuse, rape by Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. Here's her appearance on The View yesterday. Okay, first of all, it makes me sick yeah. to my stomach that Ghislaine is claiming to be innocent and claiming to be a victim because she was the chief orchestrator. Oh. She was the engineer and Ghislaine is as guilty, if not more guilty than Jeffrey. How do you say, why do you say she's more, even more guilty? She broke the sisterhood bond. You know, one would assume she used the fact that she was a woman mm -hmm. to normalize right. being raped. Mm -hmm. and, and Ghislaine, you, this woman, this is the woman that forced me into a room to be raped by Jeffrey and then smoked after I was limping back to the compound where all the survivors had to sleep. She forced me. She knew that by leading me into that room, I was there to be raped and she took great satisfaction in watching my pain. That's horrible. Sarah Ransome 
was a British woman who was allegedly raped, according to the Daily Mirror, yes, the same Daily Mirror, multiple times by Jeffrey Epstein on what is dubbed his pedophile island, tried desperately to swim shark-infested waters to escape. Sarah Ransom described her months of alleged torture at the hands of the multimillionaire Anne Ghislaine Maxwell, during which she is said to, be, to have been raped up to three times a day. She said she became so determined to flee Little St. James Island, the financier's private 70-acre isle, she gambled her life in the Caribbean waters. Quote, a shark would have been my best friend at that point. I didn't even think about it. It was just, get me away. But Epstein had installed video cameras all over the island, and his team quickly found Sarah and returned her to the home. Miss Maxwell, of course, is denying the allegations and is declaring that she is uh, not guilty. But Sarah Ransom has said that Ghislaine Maxwell was the person that brought her in, took her phone away, took her passport away, brought her to Epstein, saw what was going on in those rooms, and apparently, we're told, laughed about it. Now, of course, we're not here to say that we are going to find somebody guilty before a trial. Because that's one thing that I've always said, that everyone deserves a fair trial. Everyone deserves their hearing in court. But at the same time, we know that there is hard evidence of many of these things that went on on that island. But more importantly, what we want to know, or we will always want to know, is what were the names of the Epstein network. August 10th, 2019, was the day that Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his prison cell in New York City, in Brooklyn. To this day, we still have questions about just what happened in there. Why was he not kept on suicide watch? Why did the guards not go over to check on this extremely high profile inmate? Certainly it wouldn't be the first time that a pedophile had killed themselves in prison. But for someone of this high level, it certainly begs the question, what went wrong. How did Jeffrey Epstein die? Some say it was suicide. Others say it may have been something else. But when it comes to Ghislaine Maxwell, the real question on everyone's mind is, why won't she name names and tell the truth about what was going on on that island, on that plane, for all those years? Ladies and gentlemen, you have my permission to lay a short.